0: Episode 12 of My Life is a Junk Drawer, Building a Community. Welcome to My Life is a Junk Drawer with your host, me, Sue Mangum. This podcast is meant to help you clean out the junk in your heart, soul, body, and yes, junk drawer. Thanks for listening. Hello again, everyone. Welcome. I can't believe another week has passed. Oh my gosh, next week is August 1st. This summer is just going by like just so fast. I can't believe it. This week, we talk about building a community. I think communities are so important in our lives. There's all sorts of communities. There's neighborhood communities. There's church communities. There's even grief and loss communities. There's AA communities. There's sports communities. Communities are everywhere. This week, we're talking about Mother's Fellowship in a Christian-based community for moms of all ages. We have young moms and older moms and every mom in between. Stephanie is a very strong Christian. She is passionate about her faith, and she shares it with us. And I'm so excited. This is such an open and honest conversation Guys, it ran a little bit long because we had so much to talk about, so I hope you stay with us to the end. I know you come from all different faiths, but I hope that you are open to this conversation and we just talk about a lot of good things and I know you're going to love it. Please remember that we are not professionals. We are only two girls speaking from our hearts, telling opinions, telling stories, telling our beliefs, so... Sit back and enjoy the ride. Hey, Stephanie! Thank you so much for joining us. I'm just so excited that you're here.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Sue. I um, I'm just I feel privileged that you asked me. Um, to come and talk, that someone wants to actually hear oh. my opinions and, and <laughs> what I have to say. So it's 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 an honor um, to be here and kudos to you for well, doing your thing.
0: Thank you. And for
1: doing all this and doing a podcast. I mean, we're doing a podcast. We are. Like really? We are doing I mean, a podcast. It's crazy. And so this is a little, little anxious uh, feel for me because I, I like to be asking the questions. That's true. Um, I like to be in control, That's but you true. know that. <laughs> and so um, being on the other end of the questions, yeah. Yeah, it's a, little it's, a little, it's a little different, but I'm
0: excited to be here, and I'm glad that you, you asked me to come. Well, it's my privilege that you're here. You have uh, a lot of knowledge. Um, for a lot of people that don't know who you are, will you just tell me a little bit about yourself so our audience can get to know you? Sure, sure. Well, I am
1: a, um, I'm a Georgia girl, uh, born and raised here in Metro Atlanta. Um, I went to Auburn University, and um, after Auburn, I went to work in the video and television production field. Did a lot of cool things with sports production, um, which is is kind of a passion for me, but did a lot of motorsports production, travel with the Braves, yeah, cool. did a lot of really cool things at a young age. Um, I uh, married my, um, I say college sweetheart. We started dating in college. Um, my husband, he and I have been married for 26 years. Wow. Um, we have two boys. I um, have a 22-year-old and an 18-year-old. And for the most part, um, for 22 years, that has been... Um, that's been what I have been doing the most of. Um, when when they came along, I became a contractor. Um, I think it was very healthy for me to be able to to be a stay-at-home mom, but to also be able to work right. just a little bit. Right. Um, it worked for me. I kind of created my own business. I became a contractor, started doing a lot more corporate work, um, right. which worked, you know. Right and um I, I like to think that i can do a lot all at one time and so that's what i kind of tried to do and uh, no shame or or guilt to to moms that don't do that it just happened to be right. what worked for me right. um it it worked um great for me and so for 22 years um I have been a mom um, working just a little bit. And then about seven years ago, um, kind of happen chance, I got the opportunity to work to do some contract work for my church. Right. Um, and it was supposed to be a six month gig. And seven wow. years later, <laughs> You're still there. Um, I'm still there. I'm the director of communications for John Street Baptist Church. That has been um, quite the experience because it has definitely given new meaning to whatever you do. Work at it as if working for the Lord, right, uh, which is, is scripture-based. And so, yeah, it's been very challenging, but just right. very rewarding right. um, as well. And so I've been doing that for about um, seven years, still kind of doing a little bit of contract work on the side. But um, okay. I do a lot of women's ministry um, there yes. at the church, and I do Mother's Fellowship, um, right. which is, is hopefully what we're going to talk a yes. lot about today and about community. But it's a group that um, I love and that's near and dear to my heart. And, I mean, I love sports. I'm the type of girl that if— <laughs> Um, if we're at a party and the men are in one room watching sports and the women are in another room talking, <laughs> I am right in the middle of the men. Because um, love that, but I also love lots of quiet time. Um, I'm just real quirky when it comes to cerebral. Kind of like I love read. I love to read. Right. Um, I love to study.
0: Neat. I yeah yeah. And um, we're gonna get lots into mothers' fellowship before we go there. Stephanie and I have known each other. I was trying to think today. At least 15 years, our oldest boys played baseball together. Um, I don't know if they played football together. And then our second ones are the exact same age, and they played uh, football together. And do you remember how we met? Can you remember that story? I was trying to think of it. You know, I can't remember the, ex- like the exact time, but I
1: obviously know that it's from sports. Right. Right. Um, it's definitely from sports, and and I just remember so fondly your whole family, you and Mike and right. Libby being little bitty yeah, yeah. and uh CJ was and
0: born in that time,
1: yeah, and yeah. Chase and um, you know, I was thinking about that. Um, so many of my friendships have come from the ballpark and right. from things that my children did, and we right. lived there. Right, I mean, we right.
0: were there. That was our times. community when we were, you know, when we were. I was a stay-at-home mom working part-time too, and that was. Or our friendships developed, yeah, and where we spent so many hours of our lives, yeah. And you know,
1: so many people uh, sometimes think you know negatively about sports these days and organized sports, right. but it was such a blessing to my family, right. and I know it was to yours. Right. The community, okay. the, I, still, some of my best friends today are from the, are from the, the ballpark. Yeah, absolutely. We just shared a common. We were just together so much in my family as well as yours. We've we've spent so many many days and hours. <laughs> And months playing baseball and football and, um, you know, but what a great community yeah. we had. I would never, I mean, we yeah. were very fortunate to put our children with good people like right. you and Mike, you know, right. coaches and my husband coached and I was the team mom, but we surrounded our kids with some really good yeah. people and I yeah. would never change it for right. the world and, and the friendships that we have.
0: Right. And that even when Mike, when I lost Mike, that community oh my gosh they came to me and they came together and I remember they did um like the spectacular Saturday football all about everybody wore or 55 on their mm-hmm. cheek and I what I remember about that is that you did a lot of photography
1: I, I think did. that's kind of a side
0: passion of you yeah and you brought me several pictures and that was like what what a wonderful gift that was. Cause.
1: Well, when when people go through things, you don't know how to reach out. You know you right. don't. You know, yeah. of course, you reach out and it just feels shallow. Right. Um, I thought the le- I think I think Tyler and Chase were on the same football that, team yeah, at the time. time, and I thought if the, if anything I can do right. is I can take lots of pictures, and right. I took yeah. lots <laughs> of pictures because I knew that was the last thing that would be on your mind. Right. Oh, and but those didn't even go because no. I was
0: like. It's the Saturday after Mike died, and I remember one of the directors. She's like, "You really should go. It's going to be really cool." Yeah, and yeah. I'm so glad. But that was true. I was I would have never had any pictures. So right, and little Thank Chase you. was so cute. <laughs> but anyway, no. But that was kind of what yeah. do you
1: do? Well, yeah. the least I could do was to provide you something yes, that, to great. remember the day. So yeah, that was awesome.
0: That's was great. So awesome. Okay, so we are going to dive right in and um, tell me a little bit about Mother's Fellowship. How'd you get involved, and then ultimately, how did you become our teacher? Well, Mother's Fellowship has been a part of
1: our church um, since we laid the first brick. It's been around for a very, very long time, and some really great women established Mother's Fellowship, and I started going when um, my oldest son was two years old. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, so 20, 20 years. years that I've been a part <laughs> of this group, wow. and um, it was just, it it. Ended up just being a um, such a wonderful thing for me as a young mom right. um, to go to, and it was there were some years that I was hit or miss, and right. for whatever was going on in life right. that I wasn't there. But for the most part, um, I was in and out, or in more than out um, of that group for twenty years, and it just was wow. it was such a blessing to me um, to be able to go and listen to. To women that had been there, you know, right. and that could just speak right. into me um, and into my, my struggles of parenting. And, um, you know, sometimes I would just go and listen because I just needed a break right. or, but it was just such a great thing um, for me as a young mom. Right. And I got really close to the, um, the leaders of the class. One of the leaders in particular became a, a mentor to me, kind wow. of mentor, friend, mother she would hate that I say that but mother figure um but she just we became very very close and I just really valued every single thing she said and I would go in and listen and I would just soak it up like everything she said I would soak up right and long story short um when she um decided to Give over the reins, I guess I should say, to someone else. She approached me. Retire. Retire. And um, she just said, I don't want to give it to anybody else but you. And I said, oh, no, no, no. You know, I don't know. And even though I teach, I've always taught. I've taught youth before. It's something that I feel very comfortable doing. Right. At the time, it just was not going to work. I mean, I had it, you know, I just had so much on my plate. My kids were were like the teenage years. And I thought, well, how weird is that? How can you teach from a place of something that you're living, you know, <laughs> right. and, and, and and to honor them, right. you know, and not right. use kind of crazy stories about them. But she kept at it and kept at it and kept at it and took me to lunch. And finally, I just said, OK. Um, and, you know, isn't that how things happen? Right. Sometimes you've yes. just got to say, OK, I knew that God was had placed it on my heart to possibly do it. Right. But God seems to place a lot of things on my heart. <laughs>
0: And discernment. I don't know if it's God or it's just me taking on right.
1: um, but more stuff, but right. I kind of wanted to honor her. It was, it kind of got to the point where I just said, for you, I'm going to do it. Like right. I'm going to do it and I'm going to do the best that I can uh, for it. I just know that everything that I do, I, I put so much um, into it and, but it has just been such, um, gosh, such a, 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 weird journey, I guess right. I should say, the last seven years. It's been seven, seven years since years I said, too. yeah, wow. I, would, I would do it. And So
0: you started um, working at the church and doing that kind of simultaneously?
1: Exactly the same wow. time. And so that was one of my hesitancies right. is I, I just, gosh, I can't do it all. And don't, you know, we try, we try to say no, <laughs> you know, a good no is right. is okay. Um, but I said yes and dug in and um, hoping to make her proud, you right. know, wanting right. to, to, to keep that that class going. I know it meant a lot to her. It means a lot to the women that, that come. You right. Know? Oh yes. So yeah. Yes. So that's kind of. I went okay, and <laughs> you know, and then just kind of, kind
0: of like, made it my own. You know, and it's, it's, I think it's just continues to evolve. I joined about two and a half years ago. And I, the funny thing, I knew you did a Bible study and I knew there was a lot of people in your Bible study. And my friend Ann said, well, come to this Bible study. And I didn't even know it was yours. (laughs) And so I walked in the door and then I'm like, oh, Stephanie teaches this. And so I was like immediately put, put at at peace and comfort. And um, so it was a great time that I started and I have learned so much Ever since then, and yes. it has been. It kind of goes through seasons. Like when CJ was in surgery, I couldn't come as much, but it was a nice place just to go for community, for help, for support, for prayers, and um, it's just it is. It's very very forgiving place. So great. Thank great. you for building that.
1: Yes, well, it's you know, and that's the, the the weird thing about it is that I'm I'm teaching my peers.
0: Right, you which are.
1: Is, which is hard. That's right. gosh. That's that's a <laughs> that's a hard thing. But we also have. Um, young moms right. like I was when I first came to the class, but they're young moms that are coming in and they are craving, you know, just a kind word, um, a, a place just to, to rest or, um, you know, some advice right. that it's going to be okay. Right. Um, so we've got all these different moms in the group and that's what really kind of makes it really yeah. cool and challenging at the yeah. same time. Because
0: yes, you're not just um, teaching to one yeah. Um, time of life. Yeah. And really teaching to all the years.
1: But I think we all life. just speak into each other all right. the time. Even though right. I'm the teacher, you know, my hope is that it, whether you speak out or not, that your presence and everybody, that we're just, that we are that community. That's right. what I want it to be. That's right. what I, I want and so it to be. so is that
0: kind of where it's evolved to being now? Did you see that? Like when you first sat down and said, okay, I'm going to start teaching it. Or has it just kind of naturally opened up to that?
1: Well, I think it naturally opens up because you know, every year is a different group and, you know, people kind of come and go and, um, you know, I don't want it. I'd love just to keep building and us all be together, but life happens, you know, um, we come,
0: people move, we
1: come and go. And, (laughs) but yeah, I I just knew when I took over the class that, um, I had to make it mine. I couldn't be like the other teacher was, um, I needed to do things. I, like I started, I started doing book studies, um, even though, and you know, we loosely base it on the book study. I right. put a lot of work and effort into making it, whatever's going on in our lives and right. in our community, right. in the Johns Creek, South Forsyth, North Fulton, you Area. know, community, what's happening in our lives. So I try to make it very applicable. Yes. Um, so really the, the book says one thing, uh, you know, a lot of times you guys will go, well, how did, <laughs> how did Stephanie come up with that from the book? But I, I try to take just a nugget of truth from what the book says right. and, and kind of... Um, you know, teach from that space. And and I also just, I wanted to create a community that if the young moms wanted to come in, you know, I always say, right. I want, you know, for my children, I want my home to be a safe place to land. Right. I say that a lot. Right. I want Mother's Fellowship to be a safe place to land. Right. Um, I, that's what I hope, you know, women, we're a little, we're a little wonky sometimes. Right. And so it's kind of hard, you know, sometimes, <laughs> but um, you know, I want the young moms to come in and, you know,
0: right? So, does that is that what community kind of means to you?
1: It does. You know, I think community it could be defined in so many different ways. Community could just be your neighborhood. Uh, community could be just a group of friends that play tennis. You know, together or right. have a common right. interest. Oh, yeah. So, community could mean a lot of different things. Christian community uh, is what I really want Mother's Fellowship to be about, and okay. that's we're not just a group of girls that just. You know, drink coffee, and eat bonbons, and and talk about talk things. about things. Right? We have plenty of other opportunities to do that. My right. one of my goals every single year is um, to always try to to speak truth and um, to grow people in their right. faith and right. the grow people right. is that even a word I don't yes. know but you know to to always talk about your faith and about scriptures and about what God is calling us you know to do as moms as not just as moms because you know we do studies not just about you know motherhood right but you know I think if I can take care of the mom and that means spiritually take care of her heart then that will naturally trickle down to right. the children right. Right? right and so we'll do studies on parenting you know, one one semester, and then the next time we just may do a Bible study on prayer or <laughs> what you know, right. forgiveness or right. whatever, discerning the voice of God, yeah. which is what you know. Because I truly feel that if I can somehow take care of your heart, um, it will naturally trickle down. If your faith can be strengthened, right. if your walk, if you can learn more about God and what He wants for your life. That's going to trickle down to your whole entire family, um, and that and and yeah, we don't just talk about motherhood, but we're we're daughters and right. wives and right. you know sisters and all that. <laughs> we're friends with each other, which is a whole another component that right. we can talk about. But right. so yeah, that's I approach it as I want to take care of, or I'd like to talk about things that just about women right. in general, but always from a faith perspective.
0: And that kind of works well with us being really younger moms and older moms and everybody in between because, you know, we're all parenting at different times in our lives. So it's, that's a great way to come together. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you know, the other thing, uh, you know, when I say Christian community or Christian, um, I just feel like in Christian community, our goal is, and we're never perfect and we get it wrong an awful (laughs) lot as women in particular, but our goal is in Christian community is to show love, grace, mercy, forgiveness, yes. you know, all those things that don't come naturally to us, right. but that God has called us to do. Right. You know, that's what, where right. our faith should right. come into. Now, are we perfect with that? No. Are right. we always right. loving and forgiving and grace-filled? <laughs> no. Um, but we work towards that. And that's, that's what, the difference.
0: That's, what a great foundation.
1: I'm just speaking specifically from Mothersfeld, you know, from right. this class and right. from a Christian friendship point of view. Does people know what grace means? You know, do, does do, you know, right? Do they know what it means to 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 forgive, to really forgive, even though you don't agree with each other? Right. Um, those are Christian principles. You know that that are biblical. I mean, that is is you know Jesus gave us that example. But a Christian friend, hopefully, will be a little bit more forgiving, a little bit more. Right. grace, you know, right. full of grace that it's Do okay. Do you find that,
0: though? Because some people would say that Christian people are viewed as judgy and that they're more, less forgiving and more harsh on each other. Yeah. No, I, I definitely think that. And, and, and that's the unfortunate thing about it. Right. And
1: we get it wrong. But if we were perfect, <laughs> we wouldn't need Jesus, right? I mean, we strive to be, and that's what I, I want to say. We we don't get it right. I get it wrong right. every right. day. And they're right. going to, you know... Gosh, she says she's a Christian. She's not forgiving, or she's not grace-filled, and and of course we all slip, and, and we all judge when we shouldn't judge. You know we do, right. but the goal, how's that? <laughs>
0: there you go. Yay. The goal
1: should should be that yeah. and knowing and that's what grace is all about is knowing that right. you know what we mess up all the time. But. You you weren't really Christiany there. That was not. <laughs> you know, whoops. Um, but that's what it's all about is just yeah. trying to trying to be the best you know that we can be and knowing that we're not.
0: And that leads us kind of into our vulnerability and our sharing and how you've worked really hard to make this a safe place for us to um, share. Tell me a little bit how you did that.
1: Um, Well, like I said, I just go back to, um, I want every, um, if we're talking about Mother's Fellowship in particular, about that community, I want everyone to be able to walk in and just know that they're fine. You know, they don't have to talk if they don't want to. If you want to sit and literally, if you're a, a mom of a, a toddler or an infant, and you just need two hours of free childcare,
0: yeah.
1: I'm so cool with that. You know, right. I'm fine right. with that. Right. If you want to come in and really have some deep dialogue about your faith and your struggles and everything, right. I'm all right. good. You know, with that. But just to try to to get everybody to um, get something out of it, if we're there,
0: right?
1: Let's get something out of right. it. You know, right. but Even to create just
0: a small little yeah. nugget. As but the learn.
1: best the best places come from vulnerability, and all I can do is try to teach from that place and try to... Um, no one wants a teacher that has it all together.
0: Right. You know? <laughs> That's true.
1: No <laughs> one, even though... Oh, I try so hard to <laughs> look so like I have it together. You really um,
0: do let us show your vulnerability mm-hmm. because you'll be like, Oh, gosh, I just, you know, had this happen when I was walking in here with the boys this morning or right. something like that. and. I think that helps us to be able to share knowing that you're, you know, you've lost it this morning too. Well, you know? and I
1: try really hard because in my junk drawer <laughs> is a, a big dose of um, perfectionism and wanting to, to look and be perceived as really having it all together. Right. I really, that is, <laughs> I fight that. You know, I right. want to right. look like a person of authority and right. I want to sound like someone that knows what she's talking. I really do. Right. Um, so it's counter to me to say, oh my gosh, I just blew it. You know, or I just, that it's just, so it's a work. Right. I mean, it's, you know, vulnerability is, it's, it's, um, it's hard, um, but I think we then, all
0: struggle with it.
1: Yeah. But yes. if I came in all perfect and shiny, nobody wants it. Everyone would turn and walk out and say, I cannot deal with that. So you try to throw, you right. know, um, my, my, our senior pastor always tells me you want to teach from a place that you don't like vomit on them. Like right. you're, you know, because right. some people say, well, I was just vulnerable. Well, no, you're not. You just vomited your the whole
0: life. Your life. And
1: <laughs> being vulnerable to me is coming from a very deep place of, you know, it is what it is, and this is what I've done, or this is what I've lived through, or this is...
0: Or insecurities, um, and things that we may feel shame about. Right. And, you know, have tucked them in there and saying, you know, I don't want to talk about that because nobody, you know, people will judge me, or I'll feel bad. But when we open the doors up and we actually talk about it, or we're given a safe space to talk about, you know, I just think that once one person kind of opens the door, it's another person feel safer and right. Not right. all, of it, not everybody talks, but you know, even those people that don't talk are like, "Oh yeah, I had that happen yeah. or whatever." Yeah. So, yeah, you don't want to.
1: You want to be vulnerable, and this is. I go back to you know our senior pastor. He and I talk about this all the time. He says, "You know, you you want to teach from almost like from a scar instead of a wound. You don't want to bleed on people. Oh, right. Does that make sense?" Right. And that's what right. I mean by vomiting on right. You know, there's some people that, well, I was just being vulnerable. Well, no, you were. It was not from a place of depth. I think vulnerability comes from a place of depth. Right. It was not superficial. Right. Well, let me just tell you what happened with my day. You know, right. it's right. not from there. Right. Vulnerability really, and people can see through that. Right. When you really are talking. Right. And that tear comes through your eye and you go, this is right. what happened. And you know I'm a crier. Right. right. And, and it's, so, it's
0: really happened, I mean, since I've been there because with your oldest going away to college and you feeling very vulnerable. And, and now the second you're mm-hmm. going to be an empty nester. So you have shown great vulnerability, I think. Well, thank you. Yeah. And there's a lot of us, there was a lot of senior moms this year and a lot of us kind of coming from the same place, just not really knowing a lot of first people, mm-hmm. you know, sending their kids off and, and, it's still hard the second time. Let's let me tell you. Right, I'm in great denial still, and he's been right. in, you know, four weeks. So,
1: well, and the cool thing about that is, is, is we're going through that and sharing that moment, but we're let, allowing those young moms to see it too. So, with them, we're not. We're not vomiting. You know, right. we, we want to be very... Yeah, try not to, um, but to, too much. to let them be aware of, you know, hey, love them yeah. and be with them. And, you know, yeah. and even though they're in the depths in like the, the depths of parenting right now, that tired, right. I'm just so tired. Really. Um, and we all say this all the time, you know, the the days are long, but the years are yes. short. You know, that kind of thing. It's kind of cliche, but it's, it's so the truth. But we like to, you know, when we speak that and talk about... Golly, it's been, you know, it's been like that. Right. And our oh, children know, yeah. are grown for these young moms, maybe just to get a little bit of a sense of enjoy the moment, you know, right. live and, and love and it's hard, <laughs> um, but it, you know, it gets weird harder. You know, yeah. it's, it's, we all talk about the fact that, you know, it's more tired. It's more, you're, you're more tired. Um yeah, with those young, you know, no, kids who're yeah, just tired lighter, yeah. and then they get older and it is just mind-blowingly hard mentally for teenagers and yes. stuff. And so you we don't want to that's how we, we're vulnerable. We allow them to see things not from a, you know, from a place of just, you know, superficial, but from a very deep place of for them to grow and learn from right. that too. You know, right. I think that's kind of a cool thing that we're able to do together.
0: I think so too. Um, I heard a quote the other day. It says, fear thrives in isolation and diminishes in communities. Do you agree? Okay, so I'm going
1: to split the fence on this one. Oh, okay. Um, Because I am probably an extroverted introvert. Um, Okay. Okay. So which it really, I mean, I, people say, well, you teach and you speak all the time. No, no, not really. And even being vulnerable, there's are so much more <laughs> depth that I would never, you know what I mean? That it would take right. a lot for me to, right. to actually bring out and speak about. But so s- sometimes community is very scary for people. Opening up in front of people is so, because we're talking about vulnerability, but opening up because what you're doing is if you say what's on your heart, and then all of a sudden, even though we're in Christian community, right? Yeah, right. You're judged, or you're thought less than, right. or you know, she's messed up. You know what I mean? Or right. or golly, I thought she had her act together, but she, you know, it so community can kind of go both ways. I think there's sometimes you take the deepest fear to a quiet place, and you do you don't it's not this is personally. Okay. That fear does not need to be shown to the world. To me, um, I find lots of the lessening of my fear when I quiet myself and when I pull back from everything. Okay. Um, um, when and this from my faith, from a faith perspective, to be able to take things to God, knowing that only He can hear me. I'm going to start crying. Yeah, okay. Can hear me and know me um, and not judge me. There is no fear there. Um, there's no fear. You know, He says, "Do not, you know, do not fear." Um, there's no fear in going strictly to Him with things that are that we're fearful of, you know, right. that we're, that, and I think that's, you know, be still and know that I am God, cast your anxiety upon me. Only he can do that. Right. And even though if, if community is the best of communities, we're still human. Right. And we still get, you know, we, we still get it wrong, but to take things that are, when, when we have our fears, when can we, can we can take them to God, um, and the peace of God, which transcends, transcends all understanding comes, don't that can only come from him. I don't have a single friend. There's not a human being on this earth that can give me the peace that God gives me. Right. There's just not. And there's no community because we're all right falling, right. you know what I mean? And so I, I spread the difference there a little bit about fear because there's something very powerful being still with God. Right. And the fear that you have, just to let it all go, to truly let it go and know that He's got you, you know, that... Or not know, or you struggle with him. Are you there? I mean, are you not? That's I don't a lot know. It's
0: easier said than, than done, especially if someone's coming from a very early part in their walk with faith, or, you know, let's just say they might not know God. So they definitely, I think God is a community. So mm-hmm. you are, even though he's just one or omni point or whatever. So you're not really in isolation if you're with him, I think.
1: That, absolutely. So, absolutely. But, you know, so our, think, our, our our faith starts with a personal relationship, right? right. I mean, it, and and that's to me the beautiful. Even if you don't know God, if you're if you're new in your faith, to be able to have somebody, I mean, you can spill your guts to the the depth of you're talking about vulnerable, right. the depth, and He already knows, right. right? Right. At least that's what Scripture says. He already knows us. He knows every hair on our 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 body. But you know, tr- if you if you're a person that has issues with trust, which is, and I do. He is the only person that I will take certain things to. And there's comfort in that, right. knowing that right. I have that, that right. I can, that I can do that right. too. And even if you're, if you're a new Christian, I mean, you know, try that out just, you know, to, you can scream and yell out and, and give everything and he's big enough to take it, you know, right. most human beings are not.
0: Right. So I'm, I'm, I mean, the counterpart to that is though, when someone, all right. So let's say you've, you've come today and you, you were talking about, um, I don't know, yelling at the kids, we you fell, fell apart and yelled at the kids. And, and, you know, did anybody else have that today? And because you're kind of feeling like, oh, gosh, I just lost it. And, you know, I'm the worst mom ever. And, you know, and then, you know, you see a little hand go up and I'm like, oh, yeah, I just had the, you know, yesterday, this, that. Da, da, da. So I guess that's kind of what I'm talking about. Maybe not your deepest, darkest fears in life, but just Sometimes feeling like you were the worst mom ever, and then you actually share that story, and there's a trickle of hands that go up and say, oh my gosh, I did that today, or, you know, I yelled at my husband for really apparently no reason because I was really mad at this situation, but he was in the, you know, (laughs) the crosshairs of that, so I guess that mm -hmm. sort of... When I look at the quote, which I hadn't even looked at it that way. So you let me look at it a whole new way. So I think that's super cool. Um,
1: Well, that's why I wanted to to sit on the fence on it.
0: Yeah. Because there's
1: two different takes to that. And then because on the other, the flip side of... Say the, say the quote again for no. me so we can make sure that Fear we... Fear
0: thrives in isolation and diminishes in community.
1: Okay, so it diminishes in community. Um, and that's why I wanted to kind of split the difference there, right? right? Because right. I,
0: th- I saw that in two different... You're, comes... you're thinking of isolation as you are in a quiet space with God. Yes. And I think this might be coming from isolation and where you feel so alone that you have that What you've done is so bad or what has happened to you is so bad that no one could ever understand yes. that. Yes,
1: where, where fear diminishes in community is what you just said, is someone saying, me too. Right. And we say that all the time. Right. It, you know, that to me, that is the cornerstone of what we do <laughs> what, what community does. Right. It starts with, gosh... Me too. Like, right. I felt that way as well. I mean, right. I didn't, I thought I was the only one. Right. And as soon as you can say me too, a friendship is formed. Right. A bond is formed. Right. And that's right. what community, see, that's why right. sta- I want right. I straddle the tip. Yeah, yeah, no, I think um, it was great. Because, I loved having
0: a little yes, bit of Yes, because um,
1: that's when true community starts to form in that right. me too moment because, yes. because vulnerability needs to go all the way around, not right. just with the right. teacher. Right, right. And when but,
0: the, yeah, and if it doesn't, then it's, you know, you're kind of swimming in your
1: own. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But to look at each other and just, especially as moms, gosh, just to take a deep breath and go, man, yeah, this stuff is hard. Sometimes, you know, being a mom is hard sometimes. And, and, and then in looking around and everyone's nodding there or someone's tear, one tear starts and the next tear starts. And sometimes words don't even have to be spoken. We just know, Right. Man, I'm with you. Yeah. I know. Right. I know what you're talking about. And that's when community does right. dispel fear.
0: Right.
1: I'm not the only one that's having yeah. these, you know, these, <laughs> these crazy problems or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm not the only one.
0: Yeah.
1: It's it's kind of, you know, I've got other people that are going yeah. through it as well. And instantly there's yeah. community in that.
0: And I, I mean it's so important to be in a safe space because you are correct because you can throw something out there. And if if you are in a part where, as as women specifically, I think we judge each other so harshly instead of saying, well, that might not have happened to me, but it could. You know, I think, you know, let's just say if someone came and told you about, oh, my husband just had an affair and you're like, you know, how did that happen? That would never happen to me instead of coming, oh my gosh, you know, I am this close to, that might happen to me. You just never know. So, I you know because I can be judgy I know it I judge in my head I don't always judge with my my lips but and I'm really that's something that I'm trying to really work Mm -hmm. on is to say you know what that could happen to me and so I need to know that you know give them love 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 you know grace 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 Mm -hmm. We say it all the time Mm -hmm. absolutely so important to everybody for everybody yeah yeah Okay, even within our community, um, there are people suffering, feeling alone and scared, even desperate. How do we make these people feel less alone?
1: I love this question uh, because as we talked about community and the Me Too and and making a safe space and everything, you know, I started thinking a lot about how do you make people feel less alone? And all you can do is show up, you know, Um, all you can do is be there, you know, for for people when they're going through really hard things. Sometimes words just aren't enough, you know. If we if we take context out of community, but just take it within a friendship, how do I make someone, you know, feel safe or, you know, sometimes it's just being there with them. It's sometimes it's just sitting with them and right. not, you know, there's
0: no, there's no words, right. You know, there's no words. I think we try to put words on everything. And it's another question a little bit further down, but when people are suffering and struggling and my first thing is to try to fix it. Oh my gosh, they are so sad. I just want to make them not be so sad. And sometimes they just have to be sad in that moment. Mm-hmm. And the biggest present you can give them is to sit with them and let them cry. Yes. Because we don't let them do that. Mm-hmm. We just want to pat their back and say, it's okay, stop crying. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, like I said, we want to fix... I'm, I'm, you and I are like that way. Yeah. We want to fix things. I want to do something. Right. I have to do something. That's kind of, And I believe, and I truly believe in just not word saying and, and, and having things to be shallow, but to, to put some action into what... Right. What I believe into, right. you know, love does. Right. It doesn't just sit down. It's an action right. verb. It's right. not just, <laughs> you know, to, to do something for somebody. Yeah. But, you know, when people are going through some really tough times, what I have learned, sometimes you need to just back away. You know, sometimes you, I, I have a great friend who has been just through so much. Um, and she, I kind of, um, I keep in communication with her, but I know when to just, let things go, you know, right. let things go and and what she responds back to me is, thank you for loving me from afar. Oh, yeah, thank you for giving me my space because I don't I don't that's right. not my nature. I'm like, let's go to lunch. Yeah, I want to talk to you. Right. Are you okay? Can right. I bring you a meal? right? Um let's go to coffee, right? Let's because I do feel that there's so much power in what we just talked about and right. being vulnerable and right. opening up and sharing your burdens with each other. There's so much power in that, but there are some people that just need to do the work that they have to do to fix themselves apart from themselves, you know? And that's one thing that I have learned because it's so, it's so against my nature, but to love her from afar. Right. And that's just an encouraging text, um, a little note, but giving her space. Right. Um, And that's hard. Yeah. You know, that's really, really hard because you can't fix things. We can't fix everything and we can't control everything. And darn it. (laughs) don't we We, want to we want to so bad um
0: but yeah that kind of leads into my next question about i was just listening from to kate bowler and how america we have this can-do attitude that anything's possible and sometimes things just can't be fixed sometimes you know we need to gather and lift these people up be with them you
1: Mm -hmm. know yeah, I think we can't fix things. Um, you know, I think life is about life. We're all going to go through, you know, ups and downs of life. And, um, that's when it, it, I go back to my faith when it, when it comes to that. There are some things, unfortunately, um, you know, scripture tells us that, that God works through some bad stuff. That's, you know, I, I don't think he brings it upon us right. at all, but that's when he shows up. Um, and I think he is honing us and sharpening us and through, suffering sometimes we learn the right. greatest of lessons you know right. sometimes you know when we talk about discerning the voice of god when you're right. in the midst of the worst of the worst you know just the you, know, you can't even see him right but if if that's when i go back to if okay. you're if uh, there's a friend that you have right that can point out just the one little thing did you see that one he showed up right in that right. one little small thing right to know right. that he's still with you
0: right
1: he's not bringing it on you right He's still with you. He's going to pull you through. And, and, you know, I wished it wasn't like that. I wished it could right. just be all miraculous and we could just pray right. and everything is going to be great. But he, he works, you know, in mysterious ways. He works through our suffering. And, and how many times have you talked about people that said, uh, that have been through something really significant, but the story that's come out of it has defined their life, has reshaped their life and their thinking. And they think, um, oh, how bad it was. But what I learned going through it, you right. know? I mean, I hear some people say, you know, the horrible tragedies and they're going, you know, now that I look back on it, I'm glad that I went through it. And you you're like, "What?" <laughs> yeah.
0: You know what? Um I haven't got there yet. Yeah. You know, and
1: but to to, you know, to go through things to see what how you came out of it, you know? I don't know, but I definitely don't think that that we have the capacity to fix. Um I think God does. I think I do. I think he has the, the capacity to heal heal things within us that we right. never thought could be healed or bring people in our path right. that we never thought could be a part of our story. Right. Um,
0: and you kind of know my faith journey because I was faithful before Mike passed away and then he passed away and it kind of diminished. But then I kind of gathered it back up. And then when my friend Nikki passed away, that's when I was like the most mad that I've ever been. And it was just like almost this wall would come down and I'd be like, you know, I just I couldn't believe that he would take her you know she was a widow and she had two beautiful children and I was so mad and it's funny how whether he's placed people or um, situations to open the door back up and I I think I've told you too when I came into mother's fellowship I think that if I come in a, a a semester earlier in the fall I might not have stayed but I was like right in that time and we were talking about raising originals and my son had just gotten his DUI and I was like oh my (laughs) gosh I needed this you know and so and I didn't even know it's a very (laughs) mysterious way and you didn't know and I didn't know and it was like it was just a yes I said a a random yes to something that you know I know God meets us where we're supposed where we are and there's lights and darks and and I can definitely see that it's a lot less lonely when he's he's part of your life. Because well, I just think, you that's know. That's where you, the isolation kind of comes from. And you've fear. just got to
1: stay open. You know, you got to yeah. stay open. And, and we all question. We all. I mean, it it wouldn't be faith, right? Right. The definition of faith is not things that we're certain of. It's things that we're not. And that's the definition of, of faith. And just to, you know, you're kind of like the, I, not, I get knocked down, but I get up <laughs> again soon. You know, you I'm know. have, though, really. I really have. <laughs> you have a lot of that. And, you know, I... I You know, I, I, we can't control other people's faith and what God is doing in other people's lives. We can't control that.
0: And that's, I mean, even starting this podcast, I I don't, I'm not a huge, big, I, I talk about my beliefs, but. I just want people to see me. And if they can see me, then they can see God. So Correct. sometimes I, that's that's how I kind of, and we all come from different ways of how we want to teach. Absolutely. All right. Talking about faith and mm-hmm. people praying for me, they, we, we sometimes just say that in such a generic way that it comes off not as powerful that as it really can be, especially when, you know, things don't magically just get better with prayer or, or um, trying harder and that kind of thing. What what do you feel about that?
1: It's my biggest pet peeve because if all those people were truly praying, Jesus, God would be doing a happy dance. If that (laughs) many people were actually praying to Him, right? Right. I just feel that prayer is a very powerful, powerful thing. I, I, I truly believe when two or more come together and they're praying for something, whether it's the outcome that we want or not, I... I don't know. Right. I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know right. that, but you know, it just seems to be just this flippant thing Right. that is just not, everybody
0: starts to say and then and did they even take the 10 minutes t- the to time
1: and, just the to even if it's thoughts, prayers, whatever right. it is, but but just to flippantly right. say that? Just drives me crazy. I think they insane. say that
0: because they don't know what else to they say because to I say. see on Facebook all the time and somebody's let's just say someone's mom just passed away and you're like I'm sitting there trying to type something out like what do I, say? like, because there's really no great words. Mm-hmm. Everybody has already said, I'm sorry. Everyone's saying, pray, you know, and it, I wish there were magic words to say, because I always sit there and just, it's not that I don't want to type anything. I just don't want it to, I, I want them to be the right words. And I just know, because I've been through it and, and I support the power of prayer. And I, and.
1: Well, it just, it shouldn't be a super, prayer is just, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's such an important part of people's faith. You know, it's such a, I say it works, it, it. To know right. that you can pray to something bigger than right. what's right here, right. whether you believe or you don't right. believe, well, whatever your belief system is, that there's something, there's a bigger power right. Right. going on. But, but do it. I mean, my thing is, don't just say it. Right. Don't just do because you know you ask, well, you know, why are Christians being judged or whatever? Well, how many times do you hear people? Oh, I'm praying for. It's just so. It can be so superficial sometimes, right. and but it's not. If it's backed up with true prayer, right. but, but you know, but some people see that as very negative. I've got a friend um, who who is not a Christian. When people say that to her, it makes her makes really. I don't, right. I, I don't need your prayers. It's I don't right, need your thoughts. Right. I need more than that. I need action. You know, especially in the in the political climate today, and and I don't need thoughts. You know, prayers. We need stuff being done, and she's very much you know very conscientious of yeah, that. Yeah. So I I try to use very different wording to her. You know that still. Right. Let's her know that I care about her. <laughs> right. And that maybe, I, and she knows I pray, so it's not like it's a, you right. know, right. but I, but I don't want to turn her off. Right. You know, right. I don't want to be that,
0: I don't want to be that Christian
1: that's just kind of, ooh, you know, yeah. all, you know, yeah. church lady-ish. Yeah. Well, if that's, only
0: you did this and this and yes, this and this, then no. you would feel, you, you know?
1: know. I just, you yeah. know, sometimes I, you just say, hey, I'm thinking about you and, but you don't want to just, you know, you don't want to not do it. If you're going to pray, you know, if you're going to say you're going to pray, Let's pray. Let's pray about him lifting up. We know it can take two you can take 2 seconds to lift right. somebody up. But let's just make it real right. if we're going to say it. It's just a pet. You know, it's just I one know. of those quirky it's, things that's a it's a one a of, part, mine peeve too, of mine too. So that's why I and I, I also think um, when people are going through some really significant things that you when you pray about it and you start struggling with what to pray about, I think God is working in you and I've been very honest with y'all a couple of times when when in our friend group things have been going on in our friend group, and then I worry about being judged because here I am you know I'm your <laughs> you know your teacher and I say well I'm struggling with this or I'm because sometimes God is not going to go oh yeah she's going to be healed right or this is great things going to happen or right. sometimes He's saying hey slow your roll a little bit and then I start internally right. uh, my faith grows a little bit because I can. I can feel him right. saying don't, it's not all right. flower and roses. Right. It's not all right.
0: and perfectness, that's, Stephanie. So don't be, you don't know what, and I don't. Right. And, and when, with, with the fixture fixer, there's also, um, you know, the dimin- diminisher, like, well, at least you have this, or at least it was this little. And, and that's, that's, Mm-mm. you know, for the person that people are saying that to is also can be, um, very condescending and yeah. very unhelpful. and, Six.
1: And you know sometimes things just suck. I hate to say yeah. that. It sounds terrible. You know I mean, what do you say? Like, I say is, a lot of times. I, am I, sorry. I actually
0: use words that are harsher uh-huh. than that. But life is just you know that up sometimes. And sometimes and that's what people want to say, that say because because it is when they are going through such a struggle and nothing seems to be going right. I just like well, you know it's just it's terrible. It's terrible. I mean, you can't say oh, I'm
1: just going to pray for you. You just, just want to kind of go. You know what? Yeah, this is terrible. Yeah. You know, yeah. let's work through that before yeah. we just real flippantly yeah. say oh. You know, yeah. my thought. Yeah. Let's work through and your, it, your your. Let's acknowledge this is bad and this right. is scary. Yeah. And golly, what are we going to do? Let's acknowledge some real stuff before right. we just flippantly. Whoop, you and know, just, I
0: was just thinking because Stephanie, <laughs> and I just we just had a friend that's going through something major, and I I think all of us. Did, no, did anybody say, this is super terrible? I can't believe this is happening? I
1: had said in, in the did group text that, and then I worried that um, I should have deleted it, that uh, I was struggling with it, that right. I was really struggling. And everybody's like, no, it's going to be great. It's gonna... And I just, I had that right. that sense that, okay, more, this yeah. might be something more. This might be... Because you don't want
0: to be Debbie Downer, because no. everybody's like, oh, we're gonna lift her up and make sure that she knows we're that's sometimes the most real thing. That this is just terrible and But you're right,
1: people don't know what to say. I I just have a... s I'm a deep thinker kinda. There's yeah. not a lot that I don't like <laughs> really and people make fun of me about it, you know, because I I do really think a lot and, right. and I and sometimes overthink things. Right. But yeah, I, I, you know, when I'm praying for things, sometimes I'm really thinking through everything. And I, some people aren't like, some people are just very happy-go-lucky people. Right. right. And they can just, they can say, I'm going to pray for you. And they do. And they're, and they're done with it. I'm one of those that mulls over things and really contemplates about it. And
0: I mean, that's one of my questions is that we do, we struggle to fix and, and educate or diminish. And you to me are like, when you came in the hospital when TJ was having that super super <laughs> hard time, and you just showed up, and you were really only there for five minutes, I think, because I was like completely crazy, but it was like a sense of peace. So you kind of bring that. You're you're gifted, I think, with with some of that. So I don't think you should you should diminish what you bring to the table. Because well, that's kind, and yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, because you know we all struggled. We our group has been through a lot. I feel like mm-hmm. we have a little mother's fellowship lunch bunch group and um it's kind of been a heavy year for a lot of us and a lot of us are in the parenting our parents situation or losing our parents situation and or illness with our parents or ourselves so you're a good backbone for our group so I well, appreciate that, it, that I try to be um and it's hard yeah. um you know that, now, have that's you always been like that or is it gradually have you just realized I, the things that you said that that wasn't the right thing and cuz i feel like i'm kind of a, evolving and you would think i'd be really good at saying things because you know i've had a lot of stuff said to me that i was like "eh, that's not so good but we had a thing just this weekend and um the the ladies my age she had lost, just lost her husband he was a attorney brother of mike's and I was, I was just got myself so worked up because i'm like what am I, i'm gonna go in there and what am i gonna say and i knew her but i didn't know her great and so you know i did a miserable job but at the end i kind of did go over and talk to her but
1: I have not. I have not, Ollie. No, absolutely no. Matter of fact, I'm. I I would think that um, I have. A, I have historically had a lot of sharp edges. I am. I demand a lot of myself, but I in turn demand a lot out of people, okay. and that can be a little prickly sometimes to people. Um, and I, I, you know, I think I've learned, and I'm still evolving, but learning to be more grace filled, and it's not an. I'm not trying to preach here, but it comes from um, my faith and and grace and what I have learned. You know, I mean, it's not in my nature. My nature is to get it, get it right. And, and I'm going to expect it out of me and I expect it out of you. And if you don't, then, uh, you know, I am, I'm a little, uh, even with the, you know, the people that I love the most, um, I expect a lot out of people. And so that's one thing that, um, I've been working, you know, I'm working, I'm really working on just, you know what, everybody has their own story. And I think, you know, by teaching, you have, I have learned that. So I many mean, people
0: I'm sure come to you.
1: They do. And I've just tried to be, even even some of the things that I have said, there has been many a times that I have been vulnerable. And the email, I've gotten an email that says, Hey, you offended me and I'm out of here. And my heart. Right. <laughs> back in the day I probably would have said, Well, good riddance, you know, or right. fine, whatever. Now my heart hurts about it because right. I really did I do something wrong? Did I say something wrong? I never, I never want to be um, seen as a, a leader, a faith leader. You know, I, I,
0: right? Because that's one of my that questions. doesn't
1: walk. Um, you know, just walk in that way. I don't ever want to um, say something or do something that would diminish someone's faith. You know what I mean? That's, I mean, heavy, heavy. That's like the opposite of what you want Heavy on my heart. And it's so easy. Because, you know, it's my opinion. It's my vulnerability. You know what I mean? It's my, and so, of course you say stuff. In the heat, I say some things and then I go, oh, why did I? That is not what I meant. And so I have found, so many times have I found that I have said things, especially while I'm teaching, that have come across or have been heard in not the ways that I had intended. Right. And all I can react to that is say, I am so, <clears throat> I'm so sorry. Right. That's and what else do you do? Even though inside I am mad <laughs> and I'm like, okay, no, no, you know, right. no, I didn't say that. Or no, I didn't mean that. I have made myself respond back with love and grace, right. even when I didn't feel it, right. because when I can respond that way,
0: it kind of, Starts to grow that way. It
1: starts to grow that way. So no, intuitively, it's not. It's not. No. (laughs) Um, But I'm trying. I'm trying to just love people. And I do. I try to love all of y'all. And, and, but it's hard. And I I
0: even said, I I can tell a difference from when we first met and from now. Because back then, you really were like. I'm a perfectionist. I'm, I can do all of this and da 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 da. And I, I don't know, maybe just getting to know you better mm-hmm. in the group and seeing your soft edges and seeing your vulnerability, it, you know, I just think it builds our friendship and it's been building my faith with God too. So, right, right. So I think it's, and and I mean, that's kind of the question I was seeing that sometimes, um, I mean, you're a person with a strong faith and you're a leader, I'm going to call you. And sometimes it's a stigma. We talked about you being perfect all the time. Talking about lifting people up, you do a really great job with friends and family. You go above. You even talk about it at Mother's Fellowship, going above and beyond to the people surrounding you that you don't know so well. Tell me some stories about that. Yeah, well, um, you know, you try. You
1: try to just anybody that you come in contact with, you know, just to, to be... I, I just feel like if, if I can be uh, happy or um, caring or interested in people you know and I am I'm kind of a people I love people right and being interested in people and like for example um at my local Kroger my my kids cannot stand going into Kroger with me because I know everybody in that store I mean I know them right I mean I know them by name I mean you know my sons will go you're the only person I know that they will open up a (laughs) new lane just for you when you come through and then and then you'll sit there and talk to them for 30 minutes but I don't know. It's just intuitively, I I am very interested in people. Um, I'm very interested in what they have to say and their life, and giving them a, you know, just a, a, a,
0: a lift up. A lift
1: up, and hey, what you doing? And how are you doing? And how are your kids doing? And. I, I think it's just because I do, I enjoy talking to people. Right. I love knowing their story. I think, you know.
0: You take the time you can to learn. actually
1: listen to them when you're, yeah. when you're
0: actually saying, Hey, how are you? Then you're turning around and listening mm-hmm. to what they have to say. And you know is- which is better, you know, most of us are like, hey, how are you doing? And we're already walking down the, the aisle before we're even listening to what Well,
1: you just never know what's going on with people. You just never, and I do my best. Now, sometimes I'm not this way, um, but I do my best to, to always know that people have a story. Right. Um, and you may be the only good thing whether that comes from God or not, Somebody says you may be right. the only Jesus people see today type yeah, of thing. Right. Not that that's who I am or, or, or not. Am I thinking that right? right?
0: You're just trying to be kind
1: into it. Yeah. Intuitively just trying to be, to be nice, you know, to people to, um, right. because they, there's a lot right. of mean and, 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 you know, people in this world and, and even though the people that are serving us, they're people, you know, they're people and they have their own stories and, Right. You know, and don't we want our kids to know that? We want our kids to right. to know that everyone has a story, and everyone should be treated with respect and right. thank you, and please, and you know, to uh, oh, I don't know, yeah. you know, I right. try. Um, well, I but mean, yeah,
0: if we did that. Or, I mean, it would just be such a nice, nice, nicer place to be mm-hmm. if we all took a moment to to help each other out. Yeah, right? so, yeah. Is there anything else that you, that we didn't talk about that you want to talk about? <laughs> Okay, we're going to circle back around a little bit and because you're a strong leader and this, does this come with a stigma that you are perfect and that hard times don't get you down? And does it make it harder for you to share your imperfections and struggles?
1: Yeah, you know, teaching is is very difficult um, in, in in the respect of, you are judged a little bit more um, harshly and and biblically, it does say that you know, you're held to a higher you know standard. If you're right. going to teach, you're going to be held to a, a higher accountability. And I I take that so so seriously. Um, I don't take myself seriously, which is what I try to do as far as being vulnerable, or whatever. I don't take myself seriously, but I take what I'm doing seriously. Okay. And that's from not from life, but from a teaching perspective. And I I have a sign in my office that says, um, "If you can't live it, you can't teach it. If you don't live it, you can't teach it." And you know, I mean, right. how can I sit up and and, and teach and say things um, if I don't live my life that way? And that's a hard struggle. That right. is a hard thing to constantly be yeah. on guard right. to
0: be to be the because one. Because people be, are watching you from all yeah. angles. Because you and sometimes part you don't. The church.
1: I don't want that. Sometimes right. I just want to know. You right. know, and it's that's that's a very hard even amongst our friend group. It's hard being the the leader the 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 one that's supposed to set the right example it's hard you know <laughs> you know it does and i know sometimes you just maybe that's why i like to go by myself so sometimes, yeah. Like, yeah, sometimes <laughs> you're just like i gosh that's not i can't do that you know that's i can't lift anybody yeah I, i'm I've just done all tired the i
0: can do today yeah
1: yeah I mean, it's an honor, but it's also, like I said, I I do believe that you try really hard um, to live what you teach. Right. Um, Whether I do that or not, I don't know, but I do try really hard. um, And I think everybody does that, right? In anything that you do, you know, raising our children, right? Right.
0: Oh, yeah. They oh, yeah. look
1: at you to, right. to set the example. You can't and just say something you can't and not do it. Yeah. You know, although we want to say, you know, <laughs> do as I say. <laughs> not, not as, as I, do. I do. But that okay. doesn't work, right? Not that as, doesn't work. And no. so, yeah, just kind of setting an example and leading in, and not just by what you say, but but what you do. And that's in all all walks of life. I think that's something we all right. should strive for oh, in yeah. friendships and, and, and being a mom and being a wife and the whole nine yards to yeah. To walk it, you know, yeah. to not just talk it, but to walk it.
0: Yeah. It is. It's it yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. All right. Well, we have to always see what is in the junk drawer of your body, soul, or mind. I think you touched on it a little bit, but you can expand maybe or tell us something different.
1: So can I just kind of throw it out there that okay, this whole junk drawer thing. To anybody that has a lot in their junk drawer, I would say I think it's 100% fine to have some things in your junk drawer. <laughs> I am giving you know some grace <laughs> there and saying, if you have a junk drawer and it's full, it is okay. It is okay sometimes to have a little junk in our drawer right. or our trunk or whatever else <laughs> that we got going on, right? Because um, I think that's where some really, and, and we're going deep here, I'm not okay. talking about... Scissors and and right. glue and t- I'm talking about the the, yes. the junk of our souls yes. and of our lives. I think, um, you know, when we it almost goes back to being isolated. Um, when we sometimes there are things in our junk drawer and we push them away, we push them away because we need to deal with them at some point in time, right? right. We need to push them away, but that in that junk drawer sometimes is a safe haven to allow things to kind of marinate and. In your soul, right? You know, it doesn't need to be out yet. I don't need to clean it. I don't need to throw it out because I'm not done with it yet. And so maybe that drawer can be that safe place that you, you tuck things away until you're either ready to deal with them or you're dealing with it, but you're not ready to throw it away. You know, right. you're kind of you're kind of going through that kind of stuff, and and so I get, I give a little bit of grace to those girls with a lot of junk in their in their drawer. Yeah, that's um, good because I, I think that's where the real work goes on right. in your heart and your soul. That and sometimes it's internal work. It's not right. for anybody else. It's not it's not to be shared. It's just for you to work through, um, and however long that it takes you. You know, mm-hmm. at that's- at some point I think yeah you you want to throw some things out, some things need to go. There's some things we just need to go ahead. Matter of fact, don't (laughs) ruminate, you know, just, just get rid of it. But, but, you know, to, to keep some stuff in there to always, um, you know, there's some things, even hard things that we want to remember and we want to hang on to. And, and even though, you know, if you went to your therapist, she'd probably say, well, you know, get rid of that hurt or whatever, but you know, sometimes hurt is okay. Okay. Yeah, sometimes pain is OK and we, right. re- we can remember back and we can learn from it and and grow from it. And and, and do we allow it to shape our lives or, or overshadow our lives? No. Right. It's okay that it's there, you know, it's, it's, it's okay that it's, um, that
0: it's there. So I have up about it. Yeah. So I have a lot of, um, I have a lot of junk. <laughs> She's referencing that she does not want to share her junk with yes, us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So
1: what am I going through? You know, so this is my deal. My, 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 uh, the analogy I'll use is my house is kind of like my heart. You know, if you walk into my home, everything is pretty much in order. You know, I've already started type A. I don't want to go to, to bed with dishes in the sink. And everything at night needs to be put in its place. Now, my house may, may not be the cleanest of houses, but things are in order. It's, yes. It's or, like my life. If you looked at me from the... At least right. I do my best to portray... right. Which and is I one thing that together. maybe I'm in my junk drawer. I need to work out, but that I've got it together. You know, my life looks like you know it's and I do. I feel like I do a pretty good job of balancing things. I work at balancing life, and right. you know, I, I think I do. And like my house, it looks pretty good. It's okay. <laughs> you know, right, right. it's not. It's not perfect and it's not great, great, but it's kind of clean. Right. But I have a lot of in my house. I not only have drawers, I have closets. Yeah. <laughs> and when you come into my house, you'll look around. And you'll go. Wow, you know, everything looks so nice, but I'm like, oh, please don't open the door. Yeah,
0: right, right. Don't (laughs) open that drawer
1: Um, because for me, it's a lot of out of sight, out of mind. So I do. I think I have a. I have a lot of things. um, I think as I'm, I'm reaching this. It's just yucky to say, but middle stage in life, (laughs) right? right? Yes. We've got a lot that we're working. I think we, those of us that are in this age, um, have a lot that we're working through right now that we're coming to a stage of life that, and so I think that's been in my junk drawer knowing that this empty nesting thing is getting ready to come up. It's kind of been, you know, it's kind of been back in the back and knowing that I've put, I've put so much into parenting my child and it has been my life. Right. It has been my life's calling. I mean, no doubt about it has been my life and that that's been upended now. And there's this big next that's coming up and it's scary and I don't know what it looks like and I don't know where I'm going
0: to,
1: I'm going to do. That's what I'm, I'm kind of going through right now. That's kind of what's in my junk drawer that I'm trying to figure out. And it's just kind of sitting there a little bit. What am I going to do next? What's life going to look like when, when our kids, um, and it's, it's all it's the way it's supposed right. to meant to be, and but and it doesn't mean it's not hard. the anticipation
0: hard. of it all, especially at this point when we're weeks away from sending them away, I have always found like it's the anticipation of a lot of events. And then when they actually happen, I can get through them. Mm-hmm.
1: Because a lot of it has not, a lot of them leaving to go to college is not all about them. It's about what's going to happen to you. Right. And that's Absolutely. kind of, you know, that's where... You're I think, like, I
0: got this, mom. What are you talking about? And and sometimes <laughs> we're like, okay, fine, go.
1: You know, run. You know, I'm good with it. But I think a lot of our, our emotions as moms comes, what's going to happen to me? It's not just, oh my right. gosh, is my kid going to be okay? Is, is he going to be in a safe place? Is he going to make good choices? You know, what's yeah. he going to do? <laughs> yeah. You know, where we go through all of that. But then the flip side of that coin is... So what about me? Right. So now what am I going to do? Right. And that's scary, but it's also kind of exciting because,
0: right.
1: <laughs> you know, what's in that drawer that I may want to pull out that I've always loved <laughs> to do, but I haven't done for a long time? Or right. what what so does it can that be look like? It's exciting
0: mm-hmm. at the same time as it's scary and you know
1: yeah heart-wrenching right right so that's what i think i'm working on i guess is just you know what's going to be next for me what's going to
0: in your in your very very soon future yes (laughs) yes that is something that will will develop it doesn't have to be all together in the day he leaves because it will all be sad for a little while Mm -hmm. and that's okay too Mm -hmm. okay well you you preface saying you have very junky drawers in full closets I do. and i'm gonna i'm gonna tell her one thing that i think is hysterical don't judge thing. me for that because she shared this at mother's fellowship i feel like i can share it to all of you guys is that she still has a dress a maternity dress in her closet and we were all we judged we did judge her a little bit we were like, i have two what? i have two and they're, they're the, very cute apparently they are the cutest She's maternity dress her. <laughs> her daughter-in-law's here Ding.
1: Yes, but I wore 18, 20 years ago. Uh, yeah. Uh, th- yeah, I keep on, I hang on. That's why I said, it's okay to hang on to some stuff in your junk drawers. Um, I do hang on to some stuff. I look what's, you know, if I looked in my closet, I have some baby clothes that I have kept, Close but there are things that, there are certain outfits that make me remember certain things about things, them, yeah. or they got their picture made in it, or if it was a certain vacation or a certain time. I just don't want to get rid of it. Yeah. It's not like it's the cutest smocking outfit, but it might just be something that... And I just kind of hang on to it. Right. And I think I'm okay with yeah, that. I mean, I there's a lot good. of stuff that needs to go. You know, there's, <laughs> and I'm a pretty good purger, but there's certain things that I'm really sentimental about that I'm right. just... You know, I'm just going to hang on to it. Right. Well, I'm going to hang on to that kind of thing. I mean, I've got some weird things. You know, one of your questions, what's the weirdest thing? You know, what's... You know, Stephanie, what's one of the weird things that you find in your drawer? I have found weird things like baby teeth. Oh, <laughs> Like uh, my college ID, I still have. Oh wow! Um, weird stuff, like these necklaces that my husband and I got um, on our sandals honeymoon. Oh, yeah, little sandals.
0: <laughs>
1: I keep weird things like that. I I that's keep sentimental. Though. I do. They're I kind and of I sentimental. I do like to keep. And that's what's a lot of my junk drawers have sentimental things in yeah. them. That and that's why I say it's okay, right. to hang no. on to some things. I've got I've got notes from people, right written notes from my grandmother or from, from you guys when y'all have written me notes about Mother's Fellowship or what I've meant to people that, man, I'm going to hang on. They're going right, to be in my right, junk
0: drawer right. for years and years, I mean, and years to come. Sometimes you open that drawer up and you find the thing and you've totally forgotten about that trip or what you had done on that trip and you just see the little teacup mm-hmm. or the, you know... Something or other. I mean I'm I'm all about sentimental sentimentality yes, too. So I yes. don't think that that's well
1: there's a lot of things we do need. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of things that just need to go. Right. There's that whole perfectionism thing that I told you about. Right. I'm gonna work on that. Okay. I'm working on that. It needs to and that's the that's clearing out the junk drawers. Right. That means that's clearing out my heart and my mind and my soul of that I don't have to always be perfect. That I don't no one. No, no, we don't.
0: Right. No. We don't. We aren't. So we are not. <laughs> we don't and need to it's try okay. to be that. That way, yeah. and it's
1: okay but to allow myself to give myself some grace right which i'm not really great at right. um i expect a lot i said you know right. i said to myself but that's kind of a cleaning out of my soul and right. of my junk drawer as we as we get to the stage of life that we're in right you know that's kind of some of the things that you really start thinking about and going no that doesn't serve me anymore right. i'm gonna let that one go in my 50s
0: i've started to do that a mm-hmm. lot like like i think in our 40s we're like oh, we're still racing and running and thinking, oh, this is so great. And then in the 50s, I'm like, I don't have to have it all. Yeah. I can do it at my own pace, my own time, mm-hmm. and my own way, really. Yeah, <laughs> right. absolutely, absolutely, so, yes. All right, well, that was awesome. It was awesome. It wasn't so scary, was it? It was awesome. Let's yeah. talk more. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you want to say? Been no, a- it's been oh, great, and it's can come been back so anytime. much fun. I
1: always have lots of words, but I appreciate it. You know, it, just to be able to talk it gets your mind to to going and be able to, to kind of hash things out and talk about things and talk about your junk drawer right. and what is good and what's bad. And, um, no, it's great. And right. I, I recommend, um, all of us talking about this kind of stuff, you right. know, and right. because it does make it a lot easier.
0: And I love that you kind of have some different ideas, which is awesome to me because that makes it even more appealing. I yes. Think, so Yes. All right. Well, until next time, thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. This interview was so special to me because Stephanie kind of threw me for a couple of loops. I thought she was going to go with some mainstream ideas that I had in my head, and she completely had her own thoughts and shared so much that I learned so much. I didn't ever thought about isolation and going to God with all of that. And so I just thank Stephanie so much for sharing and being so honest and really being vulnerable. I know this was so hard for her. She is just so used to being in control and she had to kind of let the reins go. So once again, thank you, Stephanie. Thank you everyone for listening. I will see you again soon. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. If you like it, you can go over to iTunes and subscribe and give me a rating. You can also leave comments and questions. You can also find me at smylifeisajunkdrawer.com. Hope to hear from you soon.